Welcome back to an episode of Press the Damn Button. My name is Brian Fanzo, founder of iSocialFans, and this episode is really about the golden rule. The golden rule of pressing the damn button. In my opinion, the golden rule for telling your story, putting yourself out there, and really our secret to success when it comes to everything around social media, digital, and technology. And where I like to say, we find that synergy between innovation and technology and humanity. And you know, for me, this rule is so important that you know I made it a staple of my client projects. It's something I talk about uh, regularly. It, it's become one where someone even uh, made me a T-shirt uh, with this on. So we're going to talk about that number one, that golden rule. But a real quick, a shout out to our sponsor who is powering this live stream. So if you're listening to this on the podcast, uh, these episodes are also live streamed across Periscope, LinkedIn, Twitch. Facebook and YouTube uh, using Restream. And Restream is the sponsor of the Press the Damn Button podcast. And with Restream, you can stream live video to 30 plus platforms uh, at the same time. And for those that know me, I actually used to have five cell phones so that I could live stream across five channels. Uh, that is no longer needed. Also, let's face it, that was one heck of a bill that probably wasn't worth it. But you can go live to YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and reach a much wider audience while also customizing each title, each description, your broadcast, and even how you bring that to your audience. The other cool thing is that all of my guests' interviews are actually going to happen within the Restream studio. So I won't be using Zoom or Skype or any of the other platforms. I'll actually be doing the interviews directly in the browser so that I can just send my guests the link. They can jump in and we'll do the interviews live from the browser. So do me a favor, check out Restream stream. Uh, let them know that you've heard about heard about them via press the damn button. And if you're listening to this, uh, you can check out the show notes. I do have uh, an affiliate link down below, but ex extremely excited uh, to partner with them. And, and funny enough that we're, we're talking this golden rule on this episode. And, you know, a lot of it has to do with, you know, restream and the partnership that I that I formed with them and that, you know, it's so funny when certain things come together at the right time and you're able to do things um, in really in ways that uh, just it, it just feels like the the, the stars uh, have come together. And so that's kind of what we're all about here. And so it's kind of the cool thing because it kind of fits into my mantra where, you know, I love to try new things. I love to push the envelope, you know, maybe even show you guys different angles of different content. Also, hey, why not try out different ways to live stream? If you are watching this live, you'll actually see that we are. Uh, I got all kinds of cameras set up here uh, in my home office. You might be even seeing double in some cases. But this, you know, all comes down to how do we not only create virtual experiences, but how do we leverage technology and the things around us to have our story heard, to stand out from the noise? And for me, so much of this is in the premise of the show. It's the you know, this show has been one that's been requested for a long time. And, you know, I really set out this whole idea is that it's going to be the inspirational, motivational interview show and solo podcast that I really have probably always wanted to create. 
And maybe I was just a little bit too scared to do so. And, you know, I've hosted a podcast now for over six years, a couple different podcasts, uh, Smack Talk and FOMO fans. Uh, you might be familiar with my Google Hangout show called Social Business Hour um, back then. And so for me, you know, live streaming, putting myself out there, you know, it all kind of started um, March of 2014. But when it comes to this golden rule for success, I really think this was instilled in me from my parents. And, you know, and we make a lot of fun of this, you know, pager wearing uh, millennial audience. Here's my pager. I'm holding it up uh, there on the live stream. Um, but, you know, a lot is made kind of of what does this all mean for, you know, the participation trophy and everyone, uh, you know, wins. And, and for me growing up, one of the things that, you know, my parents, you know, instilled in me, which I am so grateful to this day is the importance of being yourself and staying true to who you are. And that was not only instilled in us as kids, but my parents very much lived that as well. And, and I'm you know, very proud of that being a big piece of, of who I am. And, and part of it, you know, I think it also has to do with where we are in the world today. And you know, I think one of the, the lessons that I think COVID, uh, even the, the social movements of the last three years, have really you know, drawn out is that we are much more alike than we are different. We have much more in common with our fellow humans than we have different than our fellow humans. Our vulnerabilities actually connect us even more so than our strengths. And when we're starting to think about all of these things, and, and you know, for me, you know, I've done over you know, 3,500 live streams, I've, I've, you know, 300 and some podcasts, and, but I, at the same time, there's things I've struggled to put out there. My book, I, I, you know, I feel like I've been writing a book and talking about this book for five years, uh, and I've written actually probably two of these books now. Uh, it won't be three, but you know, a lot of that, you know, and one of the, the things that was holding me up with the book, and I think it's still kind of one of those roadblocks, is that I had, I had it in my head for a while that this book was going to be my legacy, and it's going to be what my kids are going to read one day. And then I had to like stop and realization, and I had this realization a couple times, but I was like, wait a second, my kids are 10, 8, and 6. There is no way they're going to stop and read a business book about pressing the damn button any further than like, hey, that's what dad wrote, and that was his first book. Like, I'm glad he's on his fifth book or whatever it may be. And so part of that is just kind of having that realization of, you know, hey, you, you might, might not be as big as you think you are. But really, this golden rule is it's pretty simple. Perfection is a fairy tale. I firmly believe that perfection is a fairy tale. Now, before everyone nods, it's like, yeah, I've heard that all the time. Here's the thing that I wanted to, to hit home on this episode. I do not believe that perfection is a fairy tale is the same thing as done is better than perfect, right? We've heard that a lot as well, right? People always tell you, well, well, of course, done is better than perfect. Here's the problem that I have with that statement. Done is better than perfect. That means that in your mind, at some point, you believe perfection is obtainable. You believe you are, you are setting things in motion to achieve perfection. And at some point you decide, I better, I better put it out to the world than continuing on this journey. And the reason I think it's important to understand the differences there is that if you never look at perfection as the end goal, right? I'm all about you know, defining success. I'm all about mapping out your goals. I'm all about understanding, you know, having a strategy and not just you know, doing everything just kind of from the, the seat of your pants. But if you do not, if you start with perfection as that, that piece, 
Here's the thing is that you will never be satisfied. And for pe- for many people, they will tell you never being satisfied is, is great motivation. For me, never being satisfied is where frustration happens and where I give up. And I say that very honestly, right? And so what I, I like to break this down further from is that if we remove perfection off of the, uh, of the envelope, right? It is perfection is a fairy tale. If, if perfection is not our goal, well, then we, get, then we have to open up ourselves and say, what is success for each of us, right? And I think this is where I, I like to say, you know, it's the what about Bob? And we have to take baby steps in the right directions to find success. And so when we're looking at, you know, putting ourselves out there, telling our story, it is weird. It is awkward. I mean, I remember... Uh, you know, for me, you know, kind of that, that first like live streaming, look into your phone, walking around in public um, happened in uh, March of 2014 at South by Southwest. And it just happened to be Meerkat. The live streaming app had come out and I was an early adopter and I had like 12,000 people watching me walk the streets of Austin, Texas. And part of it was fun. Part of it was cool. At the time, I don't think I like understood the gravity of it. I, you know, until the next day. I remember that the very next day, uh, like day two of South by, where people were coming up talking to me as if they knew things about me, and they're like, "Oh yeah, I saw you, or I watched you, or I, I was interacting with you on here." And so, one of the things that I found there was like, "Oh wait a second, this is bigger than just the idea that I'm just live streaming to my social community." And I remember I didn't go live uh, for almost the rest of that entire day. And then I was like, wait a second, they liked it raw and real. I might as well just keep doing it. And I think over the years, press the damn button, although it kind of started, you know, it, it, the origin of it was a frustration I had during a Q&A session um, on stage in 2015, where someone had said that they were inspired by me, they were motivated by me, uh, they had taken all these notes last year at last year's event, but then they came up with all of these reasons why they hadn't done anything yet. And they said, we came back to see you at this show, you know, on stage again so that we could, you know, finally press the damn button or fi- we could finally go live. We could finally start using live streaming. And I, I, I simply just said, oh my gosh, for the love of God, just press the damn button. You're not going to know what you're good at. You're not going to know what works until you try it. You're not going to, you know, it's not going to be perfect. And, and, you know, everyone's heard this from Gary V talking about Wine Library TV. If you watch Gary's very first um, wine library TVs. I mean, look at any YouTube creator. Look at any videographer. I mean, shoot, look at any TV broadcaster. Um, you know, even let's look at bloggers. Let's look at podcasters, right? Like, I, I mean, don't do it, but you could if you want. If you went back and look at um, episode one of the Smack Talk podcast, which um, I believe debuted in November of 2013 um, with my co-host Daniel Newman, I can guarantee you that uh, that episode was raw. It was yeah, I, I won't we'll go back and, watch, you know, listen to it because it'll probably intimidate me. And so when I say perfection's a fairy tale, where we have to kind of take that to is, okay, what is, what is my vision for success? And then how do I set myself up for that, right? And so, you know, the, I'm going to do a whole entire episode on screenshot awesomeness, which is one of the things that I talk about a lot um, on stage as part of, you know, my soapbox. But there is this piece where I, I said before that, you know, if we are, if we are saying that we, we should obtain, we should, our goal should be perfection because if we're never satisfied, we're going to stay motivated. Here's the thing that might've been the case before social media, before technology. But right now we live in a world where, you know, anyone can go live. And the reason I would argue most live video is bad is because, well, 
anyone can go live, right? And so it's kind of a, a double-edged sword when it comes to that, that concept. And so press the damn button for me is you have to put yourself out there. You have to try things. But then once you're starting to get used to it, then you have to test it and you have to tweak it and you have to adjust how you do it. You need to implement a strategy. You need to start working on different aspects to integrate across what you're doing. And so, you know, I've never been one that says, you know, just press the damn button all the time and throw things out there at the world. You know, I believe you're going to test and tweak and then eventually fine tune it. You know, I'm also one that, you know, I've talked about this for uh, many, many years is that I'm not, I don't have a niche per se for me. And, and I've always been a big believer that if you have a niche or a niche, I don't, I don't ever know which way to say it because, well, perfection's a fairy tale. Um, if you have a niche or you have a niche, I always tell you to double down, own it, make that your thing. But if you don't have one, I still believe you can be successful. You just have to do things a little bit different than those that have a niche because now your brand, your story, the things that people are going to remember you isn't going to be attached to that niche. Rather, it's going to have to be more about who you are, maybe the problems that you solve, even the catchphrases that you might have like press the damn button or show you care or think like a fan or digital empathy. These are all ones um, that I've coined over the years. And so one of the things that I look at when press the damn button is it's not about video. It's not about live video. It's not about storytelling. It's here's, here's what press the damn button comes down to and why perfection is a fairy tale is so important is that I love studying storytelling. I love studying the great, uh, you know, st storytellers of, of our generation, of previous generations. I love looking into understanding, you know, Martin Luther King's, uh, uh, you know, speech to looking at Steve Jobs' uh, presentation, studying TED Talks, even documentaries to understand, you know, all of the different variables um, that are out there. And I do see everyone that's tuning in live. Thanks so much for the comments and thanks for, for jumping in here. But when we look at this entire picture, like I firmly believe that there are a lot of good people in this world that are doing good things that nobody knows about. There are a lot of good, good people in your community. There's probably a lot of great people in your family that have always lived by the mantra, and I was raised on it too, was that you, know, you let your work do the talking for you. And if you put your head down and do your job and do your work, then you're going you're gonna to get recognized, you're going to stand out, and you're going to get rewarded. And I'm here to tell you, in 2020, that's not the case. Because if you're not telling your story, if you're not amplifying other people's stories, there are people selling unicorns, rainbows. The, they're, they're selling this idea of perfect, perfect. They have on Instagram where they rent their Ferrari and the 25-bedroom house, and they're going to teach you um, how to make you know, $100,000 a month for $99, right? And you're like, that doesn't really add up. Why would they give that away? But the reason I say all of that is that the old way of putting your head down and letting your work do the talking is now drowned out by all of this. And so thanks to social media, it gives everyone a microphone. But there's also a downside to that, right? Because with everyone having a microphone, we can tell great stories and do great things, but we also have the existence of fake news and bad news and all of the other things. And so when I look at this you know, in a, in a bigger picture, the, it comes down to the fundamental principle that we are more alike than we are different. We have more in common with our fellow humans than anything else. And so when we realize that none of us are perfect and that we all make mistakes, it, it almost allows us that, that, that permission to explore, to try things out. 
And I, I can tell you, like, I don't, I don't believe like if you're, if you're right now listening to this and you're like, man, I really want to start a podcast or I really want to do a live stream or whatever it may be. Here's the thing is lots of people are going to live in the, I really want to, or I should be, or we often live in the social media world of like, why did that person get rewarded? And I didn't. The question we should be asking ourselves is why was that person discovered? And I wasn't. And more than likely, it's because we're not telling our story. We're not putting ourselves out there. We're not collaborating with others in our industry or outside of our industry. Like, you know, this idea of, you know, the American dream and the idea that you can accomplish anything. Like, there, there are so many limitations in the world today. And there are so many biases and so many things that are, you know, that are preventing some success. But I also believe part of that has to do with the idea that we are sometimes just sitting back waiting for us for people to discover how great we are. And I, I've done that in my job, right? Like working really hard and being like, why does no one know? Why am I not getting the, the rewards that I deserve? And I believe in 2020, it comes down to us owning our own story. And that might sound, I know from some people are like, huh, he's going to teach us how to brag. He's going to teach us how to showboat. They're going to teach us how to pound our chest and tell everybody how great we are. No, that's not what I'm saying. There is a difference between letting people in to seeing who you are and telling your story versus pushing your story on other people and telling people why you are great, right? And the big premise of this, because it's built on that rule, number one, that perfection is a fairy tale, is that when you're telling your story and you do it from a place of teaching, from a place of educating, from a place of sharing what happened to you, because remember, if perfection is a fairy tale, no one is tuning in because they believe you are perfect. And I will make this argument to, to always, well, I will say that if someone is con- trying to convey they are perfect, they're a liar. Out of the gate. As soon as someone tells me they have a perfect solution or the perfect answer, I'm like, wow, so you're a liar. Um, I guess we're gonna have to go from there. Because there isn't such thing as perfect, right? The world changes. The, you know, I mean, 2020 is proof that, you know, every day it seems like things are changing and, you know, things, we will make mistakes and nobody is perfect and nobody's done everything right. But in the olden days, or I say olden days, um, but in the past, too often we didn't find out that people were not perfect until after they achieved success, right? We've heard about Michael Jordan getting cut from the basketball team, Oprah Winfrey being told she would never make it on uh, on TV. I mean, Steve Jobs getting fired from the, his own company um, that he created, right? These are all stories. But the interesting thing is we learned that after we knew who they were. And I believe today, part of this beauty of, of what we have at our disposal is that we can allow people in to come on the journey with us. And it allows us to do two things that I think are extremely important. It allows people to get to know us and make our connection more relatable, which builds that trust and that community. And then the second thing it does, which is really, really important, is it allows us to learn together. I believe the old way of, you know, hey, let's not show how to make the sausage. Let's, you know, convey that we are perfect, even though we're, you know, we're, we're hot glue gunning this in the back room. That old way of faking it till you make it is, is being exposed. We are consumers, your employees, your friends are demanding transparency. 
When we hear the word authenticity and we hear the word transparency, on this show, it will not be a buzzword. It will not be used as, as flutter. I promise you, every interview I do, if someone talks about authenticity or someone talks about being transparent, I'm going to dig into what that means to them and how they go about that and how they measure that and what that looks like. Because I, I do think it looks and feels different for many of us. But I, I do believe it's so important and it's not a buzzword and it shouldn't be characterized as one. And sometimes in marketing as marketers, we have a tendency to turn things into buzzwords that we don't understand how to embrace. And transparency is a big one because it is scary as hell to share things online or publicly that in the past you maybe not, might not have, right? Like the idea that, you know, I was diagnosed ADHD at 31 years old. And I remember that taking like the biggest weight off of my shoulders because I realized that, yes, I was different, but I was different because of who I was. And I just need to change the way that I do things. And I, I, I still remember that day. I remember what I was wearing. I remember walking out of the doctor's office with my mom um, at the time or, or, you know, and, and calling my mom and being like, hey, mom, like you won't believe this. And but at that same time, I also remember this feeling of like, ooh, I don't want anyone to figure out like I got the scarlet letter. And for those that are under like 30 that haven't read The Scarlet Letter, that is actually one of the books I did read. So uh, check out that book. But, you know, I, I didn't want to be labeled as that guy with ADHD. I didn't want to be labeled as that guy that had to do things differently. But it was so rewarding to understand that and start to try medicine and adjust how I was being pro productive. But for me, it, I mean, the day was clear. It, I came off stage um, at an event uh, about a year and a half after being diagnosed um, and, you know, I was coming to the edge of the stage and someone asked me a question about um, putting myself out there and how comfortable I am about, you know, airing my dirty laundry. And, and I made this comment, like, I just like, well, I don't really air my dirty laundry, but I am strategic and I always try to manage risk versus reward. And in some cases, the reward outweighs the risk. And in other cases, uh, the, the risk is too great, maybe for my family, for my friends, maybe even for my business. I was like, but you know what? Like for me, you know, telling everyone in this room that I was diagnosed ADHD, um, yes, that might be scary. And yes, I didn't plan on telling it, but I just believe it allows people to know I'm more human. And I walked off stage and there was a mom that came up to me and she asked if she could FaceTime her son, um, which at the time I was just kind of like, sure, yeah. And like, there's a long line behind you, but whatever. Um, and, uh, and if you're listening, I would love for you to reach out. Um, and she FaceTimed her son and she, was, she told me that her son was struggling um, with his own identity and the things that were going on in his life. And he was struggling with, um, you know, Asperger's syndrome and uh, afraid to kind of put it out there. But the more people that found out about it, the more friends he was making, but he couldn't really figure out that balance. And she pretty much just told him on the phone, like, and he started, he started crying because he was like, I can't wait to watch the video because I, if I can see someone else doing that. And for me, that was the day like that, that was the day that it hit home for me was like, wait a second, like this was something that, I, that people connected with, right? And if I'm not perfect, and, and we've, I've been establishing that perfection is a fairy tale, well, now the question starts to become, okay, how do I, what, what do I share that is rewarding, right? Because it's not about airing our dirty laundry and telling everyone all of the things we eat or the times we go to the bathroom or, you know, all of the bad things or whining about all of the things in our lives. But it's rather, you know, kind of putting that risk versus reward out there and saying, if I'm sharing this, does it, what if it helps one person? What if it, it helps that one kid be more comfortable in his own skin? Like, don't we owe that to ourselves? And also I can tell you, it became a, I mean, a major staple in my brand and, and the connections that I've had with, you know, different people over the years. And so 
when we look at all of these things and all of the things that kind of exist in, in the world today, there are a lot of things that are in our way. There are a lot of things that we need to change. And I don't believe social media made the world a bad place. I believe social media amplified the bad that was already happening in this world. And we had two choices. We can blame social media technology for exposing the bad, or we can recognize and own the fact that our history and the way that we've treated people, the way that we've treated process and things in our lives, the way that we've treated people because of the color of their skin or the person that they love or the, the way that they go about their own uh, you know, personal choices behind closed doors. And we now have to decide how do we as humans fix ourselves because social media, attacking social media or technology isn't the answer. And I will also say the answer is not giving more attention to bad news and fake news. And part of the motivation for me doing this podcast, other than the fact that everyone's asked for it for about three years and they're like, Brian, why don't we have a, a press the damn button podcast? And my FOMO fans podcast was going great for, for the last couple of years. But I, you know, I realized when I recorded the episode in March that with coronavirus and so much going on, like I didn't want to focus on fear. I didn't want to focus on people feeling like they're missing out because I feel like there's so much of that already in our world. And so I put that podcast on, on hold and I brought this one to life and it's been something I've been working on for many, many months, long before coronavirus. And I just kind of fast forward its delivery and its execution. But the reason I, I want to kind of connect that out there with this you know, episode on you know, the number one rule is that you know, I was even waiting to put this out because I was like, oh, I want like the perfect brand sponsor or I want to make sure that it's exactly like the best podcast it can be. But I think we owe it to ourselves to learn, to share, to learn together and be willing to be humble and be okay when things go wrong, right? I always talk about, you know, on live video, the only thing that's guaranteed is that something will go wrong. Um, with a lot of the things that we put out there, like we won't know what is too much or what is too little. And I know that can be scary. And I, and I do believe it takes baby steps and it takes, you know, a, a process and some planning. And I, and I don't think we have to throw it out there, you know, all over the place, but the driving force for me and this podcast episode, and the reason I was so excited uh, to team up with uh, Restream to bring it to you guys was that I have so many amazing people in my network that have done so many amazing things. And most of them have found ways to press the damn button and put it out to the world. But some of them, I don't think they have. And I want to be the one that presses the damn button for them. And so I can tell you that the guests that we're going to have on this show that I already have lined up are from all walks of life. Most of them you've probably never heard on my podcasts or the shows that I've done. And there are people doing things all across different, you know, things in, in their world, right? I'm, my, my background is in cybersecurity. I was a fraternity member, played college hockey, uh, grew up at the beach, uh, born and raised in Pittsburgh. I worked at a data center company, played semi-professional poker, worked in social media as an influencer, keynote speaker. Um, I have a diverse, unique background, but you know what that does is it gives me the opportunity to share diverse, unique stories. And the most common thing amongst all of our guests on this show is that none of them are perfect. And most of them, I think, will admit it. Some of them, we might have some good debate. But I will say this, that it's my number one and really only rule, because I'm not a really big rule person. I, don't, I like swim lanes. I don't like rules. And I'll explain those different on a different show. But... When I look at this, if you're willing to embrace that perfection is a fairy tale 
And that should never be on your objectives or your goals. Or when you're defining success, perfect is not the, the, what, the outcome that we are trying to achieve. Then I challenge you to listen and subscribe to this podcast. I challenge you to tune into these live broadcasts, ask questions. You know, I'm launching an entire project around Press the Damn Button X. So if you go to PressTheDamnButtonX.com, you know, it has the live streaming show, the podcast. We're going to roll out a uh, Press the Damn Button hackathon where we're able to um, come together with different ideas to motivate each other. I have a brand new email newsletter that's rolling out where we're gonna, I'm going to hopefully give ideas and um, stories that can help us encourage each other. Because here's the other thing is that the only way that we are going to beat bad news and fake news, the only way we are going to make the world a better place, not just for our children, but for us, right? For us to be living in a place that, that, that understands the values that are important to all of us as a society is that we cannot give any more attention to bad news. We cannot allow fake news to take over the hashtags on social media or the news channels. But what we can do and what we can, we can each take as our challenge is we can find those people in our community that maybe aren't perfect, but that have impacted your life or others' lives or doing great things for great people. And we can amplify those stories. We can tell the stories of others. We can also allow people and help people remember or realize that they aren't alone, that we are all going through struggles. We all have our own self-awareness, self-care, self-esteem. We have our own mental health and struggles that we go on, our own career decisions, our own mistakes, our own successes, the things that we wish we did better. And the more that we allow people to experience that, the more that we connect, the more the fake news and bad news disappears. It's not about giving that more attention. It's rather giving the great things around us better attention. And we can't do that until we first start telling our story and putting our story out there. And that all begins by, well, remembering that perfection is a fairy tale. So hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode of the Press the Damn Button podcast. Shout out to our sponsor, Restream. Make sure to check them out. They're doing some amazing things, disrupting and really reinventing the live streaming space when it comes to putting things out across different platforms. Uh, if you follow me on social, you'll also know that uh, with my virtual presentations, I use uh, Ecamm Live as well as Prezi Video. And the cool thing is this uh, Restream works perfectly with both of those platforms. So I will actually be doing some Prezi videos into Restream as well as actually, you know, I'm adding the overlays and the multiple feeds from uh, Ecamm Live right now. So that's what I'm doing here on this show. So that's kind of the beauty of what's available to us. It's the beauty of uh, what's possible. And I am beyond excited to finally launch a interview show. Yes, like crazy enough. I've hosted two podcasts, well over 300 episodes, and uh, most of them were not interviews. Uh, they were most of them were either myself and a co-host or just myself talking. And uh, it's long overdue to to celebrate those in my community, those that are doing great things. So um, make sure you guys check it out. Make sure you check out the sponsor. If you go to press the damn button x.com, press the damn button x.com, um, you can sign up to be notified once everything goes live. Um, with that uh, X community. And really, you know, for me, this is all about learning, amplifying, celebrating together. And I believe the world will be a better place. The more of us that are telling stories, but here's the call to action. Here's the thing. Lots of people will take notes. Lots of people will nod their head listening to the show. Lots of people 
will will be inspired. Lots of people will be ready to take this to the next level, but only a few will be willing to press the damn button, to try things out, to do things differently. And that's what this podcast is about. It's about turning this few into the many. Come with me on this journey. Let's help amplify each other's stories. Let's help amplify the good that's happening in the world. Let's motivate and inspire each other to do great, to remember that nobody is perfect. And I truly do believe this. And, and I, I know I say the word truly a lot, but I'm not perfect. We will make the world a better place. And that is my, my goal of this podcast, is that if I can impact just one listener with each episode, make one person feel less alone, make one person realize that their story matters, make one person feel like, hey, I'm not out of it. Hey, you know, if that happens to that person, it's okay. It's happening to me. If, if, if that can happen, if just one at a time, we're going to make the world a better place. And I am all in on this. I am beyond excited. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. Make it a great day. Remember, go above and beyond to show others that you care. I promise it'll be worth it in the end. Till next time, make it a great day. Cheers, my friends.